if there's a procedure involved, they'll do what's called the sham procedure, which is meaning it's not a procedure at all. It just mimics doing something. And even the idea of mimicking giving some sort of therapy will show improvement. Dr. Jonathan Bakhtari. You can see it. I mean, it's crystal clear. It's going to really revolutionize things. Which is a big game changer. All information discussed or provided by Jonathan Bakhtari, MD, Dr. Bakhtari, and or his affiliates and guests are for educational purposes only. The information discussed and provided is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding a medical concern or condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of any information discussed or provided by Dr. Bakhtari or his affiliates and guests. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call 911 immediately. Hi, welcome to another episode of Bakhtari MD. Today I'm going to talk about the placebo effect. And by placebo effect, I mean what happens when you take something that may or may not actually be effective, but you feel better anyway. I think it's been shown many times over that, you know, just the thought of taking something that might make you better or is supposed to make you better can often have a dramatic effect. You can give a sugar pill to 100 people with almost any sorts of ailment and up to 25% will feel significantly better and say the sugar pill work if they don't know that it's a sugar pill, but if they're told that it's a ingredient specifically made to deal with that ailment. And so you have to understand that when you're not feeling well or you have you know, a minor injury or something going on, uh, two things you have to keep in mind. First of all, most minor stuff is self-limiting. What does self-limiting mean? It's going to go away anyway. Even a cold is self-limiting for the most part or if you strain a muscle, or if you have a minor injury or a bruise, everything often will get better. Now, if it doesn't get better, obviously, it can be something serious. But I think we all know in our personal lives, the majority of things that happen to us go away with time. And so it's really this very difficult predicament because you have all these minor things that happen to you that are going to get better in time. And if you try to take something, even a sugar pill, will make you feel better 25% of the time, let's say. So when you combine those two things, you're in a tough situation because when a friend of you says, hey, there's this new vitamin that's a combination of vitamin X, Y, Z, and if you take it, you know, uh, your migraines will get better or uh, you know, you're going to feel stronger, healthier, more vibrant. You have to be really, really careful because again, 25% or so of the time, even if there's nothing in there, you will still feel better. And that's not my opinion. That's, it's a fact. 25% of people will feel better no matter what you do to them, right? So even, it's interesting in a lot of medical studies, if there's a procedure involved, they'll do what's called the sham procedure, which is meaning it's not a procedure at all. It just mimics doing something. And even the idea of mimicking, giving some sort of therapy will show improvement. And this is why, you know, certain modalities of therapies that come along here and there, you know, you often see great patient satisfaction because, you know, if 25, 30% of people get better because of the placebo effect, 
And if another percentage of them get better because the thing is self-limiting, it was going to get better anyway. So when you combine those two, you can see how some things that are truly not effective can make you feel like you're onto something. I'm sure we've all met people or even ourselves who say, oh, yeah, you know what? Ever since I started taking this, you know, over-the-counter XYZ thing, you know, I've noticed I, you know, I'm not getting as much headaches or I'm feeling stronger or I'm feeling more vibrant or whatever. You got to be really careful. Now, obviously, there are things you can do in life like get more sleep, exercise, and you will definitely feel better. But in terms of actually getting rid of a medical ailment by taking something uh, that is essentially not been shown to work for that in true double-blind randomized studies is pretty much a roll of the dice. Now, <laughs> one of the when I tell people this, one of the things I get back at like, oh, you're part of the medical establishment that are pushing drugs that pharmaceutical industry makes billions of dollars on. And anything that the pharmaceutical industry can't make a lot of money on, you're not for. That's not true. I'm not suggesting, you know, like I said, many things are self-limiting, which means you, you don't need to take anything often. I'm not saying that that's the answer necessarily. Sometimes it is, but not not always. The issue really is when you have something that's probably going to be self-limited and you're going to take something that hasn't been shown in true randomized double-blind studies for that particular issue, you there's a good chance you're going to feel better and there's a good chance you're going to get better anyway. Um, I think we saw some of this with the COVID, kind of the uh, random off-the-shelf therapies for COVID-19 um, infections, where, you know, if you take a typical 25-year-old who has a, who gets a COVID-19 infection, it's got a 99% chance of just blowing right through and getting better. So obviously, whatever you give that person is going to look like it worked because 99 out of 100, they're going to be super fine. So I think you have to be really careful when you are trying to evaluate a modality for an ailment that in all probability is going to get better in time anyway. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't things that theoretically could work uh, and actually speed up the improvement. Yes, theoretically, yes. But, and that doesn't mean you need to only take things that uh, have been 100% medically established. I would say the flip side of everything I'm saying is for most of the stuff, there's no harm if you take some, you know, concoction of, you know, vitamins for a certain ailment. There's no harm in it. I mean, for the most part, especially if you take the, you know, not crazy doses and, and stuff that's relatively safe. But I think the danger is when you start to believe that all of these kind of anecdotal therapies that you've come up with is actually making a difference. And I think, you know, a certain percentage of all the, you know, kind of infomercials, commercials that you see for these products, you know, who are going to regrow your hair or, you know, things with different ailments that people have, or, you know, chronic illnesses that, you know, use unconventional therapies. I think, again, I think people are going to say, oh, you see anything that, you know, the, the medical establishment doesn't approve you're all saying don't don't do I, I say there's no downside to a lot of it most of it is relatively safe you know check with your doctor if you're not sure but uh taking vitamins or certain things that are you know massage 
um, devices or what have you to hurt, you know, if you have an injured back, yes, can help. But by and large, you know, I'm not against trying those things. I just think you just have to be careful and not validate them because you had something that was potentially self-limiting, which just got better on its own. And of course, then there's the placebo effect. So uh, before you criticize me for saying, hey, uh, you know, you should only take pharmaceuticals that drug companies make a lot of money on, I, don't, I, I say not. I mean, if it's self-limiting, just taking often just some Tylenol or Motrin for pain, so the minor back pain or something, uh, you don't have to take really pharmaceuticals. But again, if you're not sure or if you have any ailments that you really is weird or not sure, you should see your doctor anyway and go over these with your doctor. Uh, and I think, you know, if it is something self-limiting, you're going to get that reassurance from seeing your primary care doctor. So um, I think if you're concerned about something and you're wondering, you know, what's the right course of action, if you're wondering if this is something super serious or if it's self, self-limiting, see your primary care doctor, have them do a thorough exam and, and, and any necessary tests. Uh, but to take matters in your own hand and come up with some over-the-counter strategy uh, often is not very productive because one, you might get better anyway, and two, it's you may get the placebo effect. So I think these are things to think about. But let me just reiterate: if you're not, a, if you're at all concerned, please, please see your primary care doctor with the understanding that you shouldn't try to self-medicate or self therapy yourself uh, into uh, a resolution. If it's something more serious, your doctor really needs to see you. If it's self-limiting, it's going to get better pretty quickly. But when in doubt, see your primary care doctor. Thank you for listening. You can check out my website, jonathanbakhtarimd.com to sign up for my newsletter. And you can watch this full episode over on my YouTube channel, BakhtariMD, where you can leave questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes. As always, be well. Thank you. Thank you.